0: You're going to love this episode for two reasons. The first reason is if you've ever struggled to get your conversion rate up and you have a higher priced product, you're going to get some great tips on what to do to sell more of that product and get that conversion rate up. The second reason is equally as good. If you sell on Etsy and on your own website and you are working hard to get your website sales to equal or surpass your Etsy sales, listen in. There's some tips here to help you with that. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the e-commerce roadmap, the podcast for store owners who are growing their sales without spending a fortune on ads. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e commerce business. So buckle up and join your host, Susan Bradley, as we dive into the work that will grow your sales this year. Hey, gang, welcome back to the podcast. So listen, if you have a high HOV, high, uh, not HOV, AOV, if you have a high AOV, you have high ticket pro- uh, prices on your shop, and you're struggling to get your conversion rate to where you think it will be normal, this episode is for you. We have this conversation often inside of our inner circle, and there are things that are different about a, a high AOV stores. And I have someone here that's going to help you understand what it's going to take for you to reach your sales goals. So I want to introduce our inner circle member, Anna Olanos. She has an amazing little company. It's called LimboImports.com. They make beautiful handmade hammocks and Anna's AOV is very high. So Anna, say hi to everyone. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you, Susan. I'm excited to be here and to share a little bit more about Limbo Imports hammocks. Yeah, tell us about them a little bit. So, I started this business about 5 years ago. Um I was born in El Salvador, so I've always really loved hammocks and I decided to to open a shop and I partnered with an amazing team of artisans and together we created this very unique collection. A lot of it is um handmade and we focus on um using 100% cotton. So, So they're, they're beautiful. And, and also, you know, my goal is to, to let people uh, enjoy and relax, but also to add their hammocks and just add beauty to their homes. So, you know, it's, it's been, it's been quite an adventure and I'm really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, Well, and you're doing very well too. That doesn't hurt, but listen, you told me when we started talking before we started recording, which is something that's super interesting to me. And I think it will be to our listeners. You started selling on Etsy and on your own uh website on Shopify at the very same time. And so tell everybody what that experience was like because I think that it will um it will actually make them feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah,
1: so um I started on both platforms at the same time. This was um I think 2019 and you know, everything was exactly the same, same product description, same everything. But those Etsy sales started to come in and I was super excited, but at the same time, kind of frustrating, frustrated seeing my Shopify not taking off. Right. And, um, uh, it just did give me a lot of confidence because I knew that my product, uh, well liked and the price point was perfect and people loved it. I started getting all those Etsy reviews. Um but at the same time I was like worried thinking okay Etsy you know is 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 pretty much the only place where I'm selling I I need to take control of my sales and and focus on Shopify and and that's how it's it really started my struggle trying to figure out how to sell expensive more expensive hammocks on uh, on my own website wow.
0: Because you were doing a lot of the things that we recommend in the inner circle. It wasn't that you were just sitting there waiting for things to happen. You were taking action and, and really trying to build up traffic to your Shopify site, correct?
1: Yes. I guess, you know, I was on social media posting and um, started my Pinterest account, but was well, you know, I was still getting traffic and just seeing people coming in and, you know i was getting sales occasionally but um it i kind of just really made a back on 2020 when covid hit it just took, completely took off on etsy that's exactly the moment when i just really saw the big difference you know it was like march of 2020 and i had already hit six figures on etsy and i could not sell anything on shopify And I went through the year just, you know, fulfilling orders for Etsy, but that's when I joined the inner circle. And I said, okay, this is my opportunity to really focus and maybe double, you know, I want to do what I'm doing on Etsy and do it on my Shopify, but, um, started to implement everything, you know, um, get a little bit more organized. And then I realized that my conversion rate wasn't where it needed to be because, I was listening to everybody talk about a 2%, a 3%. And I was like, super like shocked to see that my conversion was like a 0.3, 0.2 at times. And, you know, I was doing everything, honestly, it started adding the ads and I just could not um, get those people
0: to convert. Yeah. And
1: so, yeah.
0: And you were feeling like you were doing something wrong, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yes. I, I I just thought there was something wrong with my website. I just, you know, <laughs> it's like maybe it's broken or something or just Google doesn't like me or, or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so that was in 2021. It's now, um, oh, isn't, isn't it hard to believe that we're <laughs> heading into the fourth quarter soon of 2023, but that's where we are. And I would say I've noticed for several months that you are uh, inside of the inner circle. I see what you're posting and the comments that you make that like the good news is, Anna, that you have figured it out. And I think the first thing that we need to talk about, and you can speak about this to people who might be in your shoes where they have a high uh, ticket product, they're making some sales, but they feel like they're just nowhere near what we say is normal, Tell everybody a little bit about, about that. When did you start to realize that, hey, this is pretty normal for AOV store, uh high able AOV stores? Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, I started noticing that a lot of people with with more expensive products inside the group were mentioning that they were frustrated, that they couldn't get sales. And it kind of just seemed like this was... We, we're part of the group, but we're like a little bit different in that way because... Um, Selling is hard, but selling a higher uh, priced item is even harder in a way. But at the same time, it's easier because we don't need too many sales. We just need a couple to hit our sales goals. Right. So, you know, my average order value is about one hundred and eighty dollars. So it used to be about one hundred and sixty, but I added an upsell um, app that helps me add um suggest people to purchase additional um, hardware when they purchase hammocks. So that immediately brought my average order value higher, but it still was a struggle for me to get more people and more people shopping um, because of the price of the item. Right. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I think what you did though is you kind of accepted that this is the conversion rate for stores like this. And I have to take other measures to find the right people, get them to my site. So tell us a little bit about that. What did you do once you realized that it was a club?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I knew that once they get in there, if the right audience lands on my website, then I can, I can, you know, make them convert over time, right? Over time because. It's more expensive. Right. So like I am selling products that not only are expensive, but it's like a piece of furniture. So they really not only um, they need to be able to afford it. They might just check with their daughter or husbands or family member to see if they like it, too. So I need so many touch points. That's what I realized Um, that in order for my conversion to, uh, improve, I needed to stay in front of them more than the normal, um, e-commerce shop, you know, I need to be in front of them and be super consistent. And so obviously we all know that email is important, uh, you know, posting on socials, but I think the most important, uh, aspect for me is the retargeting.
0: Yep. So that was a game changer for you when you started uh, spending more time and money on retargeting?
1: Yes, yes. I think that totally uh, opened my eyes. This last Christmas in November and December, I implemented Performance Max and I noticed that Performance Max was was really helping me with the retargeting. And those people who had been on my site maybe 10 times we're coming back and purchasing for the holidays. And so performance max really made me realize that I was missing, um, that I should be allocating more of my money for retargeting. Uh, mm -hmm.
0: And then you said something else to me too. And it was almost like, okay, so I still have to build this big top of funnel audience, but maybe what I want to do is qualify them a little better. And you told me of a couple of things that you started doing that has really helped you find more of your perfect people. Tell me, tell everybody about that. Cause I think that's a great point.
1: I had to be a little more specific about the audience that I was bringing into my website because I need more traffic, obviously, because you know, it takes longer for people to convert. And so running engagement ads really in general, just like in general topics really wasn't really helping me because I can post a photo of a beautiful hammock and who doesn't love a hammock? You know, it represents like, uh, relaxation and, and just, you know, everybody loves hammocks, but that doesn't mean they can afford a, a hammock that's $150, $180. So I kind of added that extra layer of, um, you know, being very specific about the audience that I'm bringing into my website. Um, I might spend a little bit more for a click, but I know that's a more qualified audience. Um, I added that layer of income to some of my Facebook ads.
0: Yeah. So, and I don't even know, actually, you can you do that on Google too? Or is it just on Facebook?
1: Uh, on the performance max, it asks you, like you can give it an idea of your, idea, oh. of your target market, but Google will do its own thing. Oh. But I think it, it's so smart that it's been able to determine who can afford it or, or who can't. So, so,
0: so- it does. Mm-hmm. So you put it on your Facebook ads, the income must earn $100,000 or more, whatever it is. And then I wonder, too, I'm just thinking about this. I bet you your Pmax picks up people who have clicked through from Facebook and retargets them all over the Internet.
1: Yes. And so that's how I feel kind of everything is working together. So it's like we we want everything to happen really quick and it won't happen exactly. really quick. I mean, I, I that's what I realized when all this kind of started coming together. The people who've been coming from Pinterest to my mm-hmm. site and people be coming from Facebook to my site are kind of now being retargeted by Google. And so it's all like they're seeing me here, seeing me there, an email here, there. So a little bit of everything. Right. And um just that has definitely helped people kind of uh, get reassurance of the quality of the product that I'm, he's still here, that I am a very solid business, that they can trust me. Um, another thing, Susan, is that in my ads, I also added that layer of something that seems very simple, but the wording inside of the ads makes a big difference. For example, I would not just use the word, you know, purchase this beautiful hammock because Amazon has beautiful hammocks, right? But I want to try to get in front of the people who like handmade quality hammocks or designer hammocks or, you know, little tweaks like that in order to address the right audience. Um, You know, to me, it doesn't matter if I get thousands of people on my website. I just want the right audience. Uh, I just need a couple of sales a day. I need the specific right audience.
0: So by adding those words like handmade and designer and 100% cotton all of those things you kind of set an expectation as far as what the price might be before someone even clicks through to your site. That's what you're really doing.
1: Yes. Yes, that's my goal. You know, it's still all, everything is a work work in progress but it I is, you know <laughs> I've been seeing a better um a, you know more people subscribing to my email list and more people converting and um, I just I wouldn't change that at all. And going forward, you know, just in, and again, in the wording, in the description of the products as well, adding all those specific um, little adjectives to the items to make them stand out, because people want to understand why are their price so high? Yeah, higher. I mean, not that they're extremely expensive, but they're more expensive than what a lot of people would spend, you know?
0: Yeah. And you also changed the goal of your ads on Facebook and Instagram. And you uh, decided that you wanted to actually bring more people, like have them qualify even more by looking for someone who's willing to view content. That was the goal of your ads. And for anyone who's not certain what view content it means, it really truly means a look at a product. And so not just click through, but they click through and they have to look at a product. And so what happened when you changed the goal of your ads to that?
1: So I can see people actually adding to cart even from that view content or are starting to convert. From my engagement ads, I wasn't seeing people adding to cart. You know, so so for me, even though I could get a huge, huge audience that would be engaged, uh, that wasn't helping me increase my conversion rate. So the smaller um audience that is a little more qualified, costs me a little bit more is a is definitely more qualified because they liked it enough to go to my website. Right. The goal is when they land on my website, I get them, you know, pixel them. Um, right they can, they can, Google can take over and, 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 and yeah, so that- more,
0: more people that are actually going to be retargeted. So that those are the things that you did to get, find your right people, find your perfect people. Those are the strategies that used. And we'll recap. Don't worry, guys. We'll recap at the end. we we'll also have an article on our website about this with uh, some of the steps that Anna took. So don't stress if you haven't got it all. But let's shift our attention now to what you did when they hit your website, because you did a couple of really clever things to help get your conversion up. And one of them, I think, makes so much sense. And well, actually there were several of them, but the first thing you mentioned already, you, um, you added uh, an upsell. Uh, But we'll talk about that in a minute. The other things I want to talk about was um, the things that you realized were important. And one of them was just having a simple collection of bestsellers.
1: Super simple tweak, Susan. And this really happened because I was just targeting females. You know, my cold audience is really, you know, directed to females. But what I started realizing over time after I started running ads on Google was that, I was getting a lot of sales uh, coming in from, from men. And so, you know, then I realized, okay, this obviously is not for him. You know, they're probably going to gift it to the wife. And I could see that like before Mother's Day or holidays and things like that. Um, so I said, okay, how do I make it simple for people to buy if they want to come in and buy a hammock as a gift? And so a simple tweak is just adding a bestseller um, section on the top. So I kind of simplified it there. You know, I, I I removed my about us and put it all the way down because if they want to find out who I am or how we make hammocks, they can still find out, right? But I really just want to make it easy for men or for anybody buying um, a hammock as a gift to buy. Or even just the person who's going to be using it. It just gets them a little more comfortable and confident knowing that, the hammock they spotted is actually a bestseller. So they they feel um, okay purchasing it. They're not going to have that anxiety of spending the money because they know it's high quality and that they're going to be happy if so many people have left good reviews
0: about it. I was going to say all the reviews on those pages would certainly be helpful. So that's really good. And then you follow that up by saying, hey, you know, the other thing I did was I put all my FAQs at the top too. So that people yeah easily get their answers instead of uh you know abandoning the cart because they couldn't get an answer so tell everybody about that
1: same thing like I did on my menu at the top um I added an faq because I was getting the same questions over and over and um you know setting up a hammock it's not complicated but it can be like a little confusing for a lot of people especially the hammock chairs because they go, you know, directly drill into a a wood beam on the ceiling. So I wanted people to to see how simple it is and to, you know, get past that fear of, you know, needing to hire a handyman or like just, it's something simple in reality. So I just made that FAQ and it just answers a lot of questions about the product, the care of the product and all that. I also feel like that puts me as, you know, it gives me a, uh, more credibility. People feel more comfortable and confident knowing that uh, that the hammocks that we're selling, uh, we stand by everything that we. We're trying to portray this quality product. We're showing them that that we are behind them, helping them um with the installation and all that. Those other important details that
0: that they might be wondering about. Yeah, that they have like these open questions that they haven't been able to resolve. The FAQ really helps with that. That's really good. And um, the other thing that you mentioned was images. When you have a high ticket item, images are even more important.
1: Yes. And so for me, it's been really hard because my hammocks are super difficult to photograph. So I've worked with several photographers and we, you know, try to, you know, get beautiful images, and so, you know, it's still work in progress, but I definitely recommend that anybody with a, a you know, a higher um, AOV shop focuses and invests a little, a little bit more on um, getting the right photographs, getting, like, Different shots, different angles, and just gives it gives people an idea of how they're really gonna you know look at home when they take them home and all that.
0: Yeah, they want to see how it will work for them. They want to imagine themselves with it. That's really that's all super super helpful. I just want to recap, if you don't mind, for a minute. So number one, we talked about traffic. We talked about. What you did as an owner of a store with a high AOV, and it's basically people are buying probably one product most of the time. And what we talked about was, first of all, accepting that your conversion rate is going to be lower than somebody with a $45 product. But then we talked about building your audience and that you really needed to add a few more conditions. Onto your ads, like definitely an income condition to get more of the right people with those ads. And it costs a little bit more for you to do that. We also talked about the fact that you wanted to go for people who were more likely to click through and you wanted Facebook to uh, choose those people to show the ad to, and they would view a product And then the game changer for you was investing in a performance max ads on Google, because those ads have the ability to retarget everyone who's visited the site all over the place, all over the internet. So those were your three game changers. And what you know is that that costs a little more than someone who's got a $40 or $50 project or product. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And so that is key, Susan, having the right margins in place. Like that wow. would be the first thing, honestly. Like when fortunately when I started my shop, I, I have a, a business background. So I did price my product correctly. I am able to sell wholesale. I'm able to sell retail. And I'm also able uh on you know on my website to allocate a, a chunk of money for my retargeting ads and for my ads. It's gonna cost me a lot more for, uh, for a customer to come back because I, it, it probably needs to see me a couple of times before they actually come yeah. and purchase
0: Like six or seven or eight.
1: Yes. And so that means I need to be constantly running those retargeting ads. And if we don't have the right margins in place from the beginning, then we're going to be struggling. We're going to be doing all this work for nothing. So we have to make sure that, you know, we keep an eye on how much we're spending, on a monthly basis, uh, on ads, and then to make sure we're still vi- being very profitable. And even an important thing as well is to to keep in mind that sometimes we're going to be spending a little bit more, but we're just building the audience. Like June, July, August are very very small. I am obviously like anybody else discouraged sometimes because I don't see that conversion that I want to get. You know, my goal is always one percent. Um, as a higher AOV store, 1% is the, uh, the dream. Yeah. But if I see a drop, then I, I, can't, I know that those people are subscribing and that I've already pixel them. And so they're maybe just waiting because I know starting Q4, I can go back and just like you know, retarget them and get them to
0: purchase. Yeah. I'm just waiting. Yeah, and your email list, right? I'm sure you've got all sorts of campaigns and automation set up for that. That's so good. And on top of it all, don't forget, this is an idea that any one of you could use is that Anna put in an upsell app. And so she was able to capture another $20 from a good number of your customers. That, I mean, obviously you've been doing this for a while and that converts pretty well for you. It yes. makes yeah. So, so if these people are spent already spending, you know, more than a hundred dollars, it's not that hard. If you have a product that you can add on that is make sense and they're going to use it's not that hard to capture that. So that's really the traffic part of it is that you, those are the few tweaks that you made. But then when it comes to conversion, really the biggie was you, oh, I was going to say, I forgot to say that you added uh, some words into your ads that would increase the expectation that people knew what they were getting. And you also did that, of course, in your product descriptions. But when it comes to conversion, you did a couple of things that made a lot of sense. And one was that you added your bestseller collection. So okay. straightest line to what people want, especially if it's a gift. The other thing was you answered all their questions in your FAQ and you made it really easy for them to find that. And that was, uh, I think that's super smart. Now, am I missing anything? Is there anything else that you did? Images you made. That's a work in progress. You said still to get all the images that that they need. That's really good. That's so helpful. But now we have to report to everyone. So when we started this conversation, we know that you were, you uh, had some pretty good success early on on Etsy, but you really struggled to get your Shopify store going. But now we need to share with everyone that you have a multi, 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 multi six figure business. You get a paycheck from this business, even though it costs you more to get a customer and your sales on Shopify are the same as Etsy. Is that correct? Yes,
1: yes. Now I can definitely say I I feel confident that their sales are coming in on Shopify. Finally. (laughs) you
0: You solved the problem.
1: Yes, yes. And I'm constantly working, adding, you know, making little tweaks here and there. Um, hopefully, you know, I can, I, I, my success, Susan, I, I measure it in different ways. I not only want to be profitable, but I also work with an amazing team of artisans in El Salvador. So if I am able to sell more, that means I can empower them and give them more opportunities to produce and, you know, handmake all of those beautiful hammocks for, for limbo. Yeah, that's
0: amazing for sure. So what's next for you? What's your next big, what's your next problem to solve? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, my goal, well, actually it just really, um I I kind of doubled my business. Now I added another layer and it is a colleted collection. Um, It's the same, pretty same idea. They're hammocks, but they are licensed uh, university hammocks. So, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna replicate what I've done on my um Limbo Imports Hammocks Shopify store, and I am doing it now. It's called Campus Hammocks, and I have um two licenses for University of Georgia and Georgia Tech, and hopefully get more going forward. Um, I feel confident that I can grow that market. It'll be a challenge. Yeah. Uh but um it I think you know, with the proper uh, you know.
0: Things in place I could probably be successful there as well. It's just going to be another problem to solve, right? A business (laughs) problem to solve. So good. And so for someone who wants to start out on your journey, I think your your best advice is probably what you just said a few minutes ago about the making sure that you add in that that margin. Yes. If
1: we if if um you know if anybody's selling higher, um, price items, uh, feels like there's no, there's no profit there already, uh, there, it's very hard to be successful. There has to be enough room because, you know, ad spend can change from month to month, but there has to be that little room, wiggle room there for, for the extra expense that we, a, a store like ours requires to, to retarget. And so, um, it is possible, you know, I, I've almost been, I've seen my store hit um, the, almost the 1%, uh, 0.97%, yeah. which is the goal. Hopefully by the end of the year, I can, you know, go higher. So that that's the goal now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that. And I, I just want everyone actually, though, to remember that what Anna said is she priced her product so that she would also be able to sell wholesale. And be profitable. So don't forget that if that's in your plans, you have to make sure that you, you price for that. But I, it just, what you said just now reminds me of another client I have who also has a high AOV, sells an expensive product, understands completely what you're, you're talking about and sent me a screenshot because one day she was well over the 1% conversion rate. And she's like, Oh, I did it. Let's see how long I can hold on to this for. But I think that, you know, even though your conversion rate actually is low, your dollar sales and your dollar's profit are high.
1: Yes, that's great. I mean, we don't need a lot of sales. We just need the perfect people just to make a couple of sales and we'll, we're done. We're happy with that.
0: Well, listen, thank you so much for everything you shared. Guys, Um, if you need the information, you didn't catch it all. We'll make sure that you get it on the website. So go to the show notes and there will be a link. And, and where can people connect with you if they want to?
1: Oh, well, thank you, Susan. Um, We're at LimboImports.com and on Instagram at Limbo Imports as well
0: perfect.
1: Thanks again. So good to have you. Thank you
0: for having me. Bye-bye, Susan. Bye. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want. And you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is the social sales sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.